0: team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovan. I am joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey is in Anaheim. I am in Cleveland. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle and talk about this club from Kansas City. Uh, Jeffrey, the Royals keep chugging along and winning series and Now they're a little more whole as far as the roster is concerned. Gerard Dyson rejoined the club since we last spoke, and he's wasted no time uh, making an impact offensively seven for his first 19. Uh, Nice to see him back and and doing things. Yeah, it's really – it it gives the uh, bottom of the owner a lot of life with his athleticism and his speed. And uh, uh, we just kind of noticed that right away. Uh, And and he's been getting on base and creating a little havoc on the bases. So uh, I'm sure Ned and his staff are – very glad to have him back and um they really want to give him an opportunity as they said during the off-season, to uh you know give him four or five hundred at pass and see what kind of guy they have if he can be an everyday player and so i uh i think it's gonna be a real soft platoon between very loose platoon between him and paulo orlando although paulo was on the all-star ballot interestingly enough but um so we'll probably just be a lot of dyson yeah absolutely and uh Obviously, a guy who can impact the game in a lot of ways. Um, so, you mentioned Ned. Uh, Ned had voiced some faith in Chris Young after his slow start to the season, and I'm sure they were happy to see him, re- him rebound. Uh, Ten strikeouts in six innings against the Orioles. Not the kind of strikeout totals you necessarily expect from Chris Young, although he did uh, show some strikeout stuff on, on the postseason stage last year. So, that was, that was a nice, uh, it was a big start for him given the way things had started off. Yeah, it's really kind of uh, you know the fan base was kind of down on him, but you know you look at the pitchers he was facing, Noah guard and Sonny Gray, and then he had to go into Houston and, and pitch in the Astros opener, and that's not a great ballpark for a flat ball pitcher. Uh, you know, but actually the first game he pitched against Syndergaard was was actually pretty good. He only gave up uh, two runs in five innings, and uh, but of course the fan base was kind of freaking out about him, and and that stuck with him, and, and he bounced back and had a terrific outing uh, against the Orioles. Uh, you know, every once in a while, he'll get that slider going and get, getting guys to chase the fastball out of the zone, and you'll see some pretty impressive strikeout totals from him. So it's not totally unusual to see that, but uh, just a, a really great bounce-back outing for him, and uh, uh, should the strength of the staff uh, kind of continues to amaze me. Yeah, uh, your Dono Ventura has been a big part of that. The Royals have won 15 of Ventura's last 17 regular <laughs> season starts, or games he has started, I should say. Uh, He's got a 2.35 ERA through four starts. We knew this was a a, a linchpin kind of guy for the Royals pitching staff, for the Royals in general, and he certainly delivered here early on. Yeah, and he just, you know, was at times overpowering yesterday. Uh, I think he retired 19 of the last 21 guys he's faced, and what he does the best, I think, and why he he has that amazing uh, win total is he keeps the Royals in games, even when he doesn't really have his great stuff. You know, even if he's laboring a little bit, he'll he'll get through five innings and maybe give up two runs or maybe three, and they're still in the game. And, and with the Royals' offense and their belief that they can come back, and then with their bullpen, it's, it's really no shock uh, uh, with those numbers. So they're just asking their staff, hey, just keep us in the game for five or six innings, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, that's a formula that's uh, worked for them pretty well in the recent past. Uh, you mentioned the bullpen. uh you wrote a bit about this. Luke Hochaver's role has evolved uh, basically to the role of fireman, uh, putting out fires, other people's fires that they start. He comes in and, and kind of cleans up the mess. He's been really good at that here early on. Yeah, he has. He's only, uh, I think he's only allowed one inherited base runner to score. And, and um, I think he uh, at one point he was leading the majors and uh, facing the most inherited runners. And um, it's a situation they don't really uh, fall into a whole lot uh, uh, the normal formula is you know everybody comes in for a clean inning, but every once in a while, uh, early in the season here, we've had some jams uh, for the Royals uh, in late in innings, and uh, Luke's come in and just uh, done a phenomenal job. And Ned kind of expected this would happen with him. You know, I thought Luke was pretty good last year, but now his second full season coming back from TJ surgery, and uh, he just looks like his command is there. He's sharp. He's you know hitting 95, 96 on the gun, and uh, just doing a terrific job. That's kind of when they signed him to the multi-year deal, coming off TJ. That was kind of a thought, right? I mean, the first year would have uh, some bumps along the way, as is yep. typical uh, with post tommy John. The second year really settle in. Yeah, and and, and I think they're hoping to, for the same thing to happen with Chris Medlin this year. And yeah. uh, he had a really good start in Oakland, uh, a not so good start a couple days ago. So, but I think uh, they're they're hoping that uh, he'll have the same kind of uh, resurgence that Luke did. Absolutely. Uh, Salvador Perez has had a resurgence offensively after a real strong start. 263 batting average and 295 on base percentage, but he's driving the ball. Uh, nine extra base hits already, including four home runs. What's gotten into South? I don't know. I, I think he's just, uh, you know, all these young guys have all kind of uh, hit their stride at different times uh, of their career. You know, we saw Moose have his breakout year last year, and, and Haas certainly do agree, and uh, I kind of thought during the off that maybe Sal would be that guy this year who maybe shows a little bit more patience at the plate. Though that's really not been the case. But um, he, he could be a guy I thought that uh, you know could reach the 25 homer mark. Um, he just had a terrific homestand, three big home runs, and um, you know when he's a big guy and when when he barrels it, it it, it goes a long way even at Kaufman Stadium. But I expect a, a big year from him. He is a big guy, imposing guy. Not a guy I would want to brawl with. And there was this issue last week uh, with Salvi and Wade Davis. And I know some Royals fans were investigating this like you know three or four second video on Vine as if it was the Zapruder film, um, right? You know, <laughs> analyzing their their interac- interaction very closely. It turned out to be much ado about nothing. It really was. It was. Uh... You know, we were, I have to be, I'm guilty too. I was going frame by frame trying to figure out <laughs> what that thing was. It was just an eight second clip, and it did look odd. And even Wade Davis uh, told me later, yeah, it looked pretty odd. But then you see the, the full uh, video from the, the Orioles uh, TV crew, their shot of the post game, and, and you just start laughing. And go, what? It was nothing. It was just, you know, a normal post game victory celebration with Salvador. Who you could see his face in the second video, and. He just, uh, you know, kind of babbling on about something, and Wade, uh, the, the stoic Royals closer, just kind of, uh huh, uh huh, okay, fine. And, he, I, and I think he's got a big thing of chew in his in his mouth, so it looks like his his lips are, you know, tense and everything. But, uh, you know, it just uh, it, it definitely turned out to be nothing. And uh, by the time the Orioles video got out, uh, the Twitter fire was out too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It pretty uh, it squashes it pretty convincingly if you see the full. Uh, the full yep. thing. I think I, whoever started that must have been the, the same guy uh, listening to Sergeant Pepper double backwards, you know. <laughs> yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> You'll have that. Uh, hey, one last thing, Jeffrey. you got to love Dayton more driving to St. Louis to hand-deliver uh, Ben Zobris' World Series ring. That was a classy move. Yeah, and I, I think we spoke about that in, in the late in spring training. Uh, that's one thing that they've really made an effort on, they, they did so last year as well with the AL Championship rings is they want to do everything possible to hand deliver them. They don't want them showing up in a, you know, UPS box or something like that. So, so far, so good. They've, they've been able to do with uh, with all the ex-royals uh, in uh, Dayton. Actually, you drove from Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, which is another hour, hour and a half further away, uh, all the way across state, to, to do that for Ben. I think they sat down and had breakfast. And uh, uh, that's uh, that's the type of organization that Dayton runs. It's a classy organization. And, uh, uh, I think the players and and Toots fans really appreciate that too. Yeah, classy guy deserves uh, the accolades he's getting here for sure. Uh, all right, I want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.